It rained just enough to keep the dust down You sang the songs that kept me hanging around This is not my first rodeo Down my heart and it's hard to let go That's The Lynns, the new collaboration between two of our favourite Canadian singer-songwriters, Lynn Miles and Lynn Hansen, with the song Recipe for Disaster from their debut album as a duo, Heartbreak Song for the Radio. The two Lynns have written tour together off and on for over 10 years now, and Lynn Miles has produced two Lynn Hansen albums, 2014's River of Sand and the 2015 Halloween release Seven Deadly Spins. The new album features 10 new co-writes and a guest appearance from the fabulous Juno Award-winning guitarist Kevin Bright. The Lins are just back from a European tour, and they're now setting out on some Canadian dates and some summer festival appearances. We caught up with the Lins, Lynn Miles and Lynn Hansen, getting ready for their first date of the tour in Sudbury tonight to chat about their new album and upcoming tour. How are you guys doing today? Very well, thanks, Dan. When Lynn Hansen told me about this wonderful project where the two of you were 
we're going to be making music together on an album with original songs. I just thought it was the, the best thing ever. I mentioned in the preamble that you'd worked together before, and um, Lynn was in for a video session not so long ago with us, and we were chatting about uh, some of the production work that Lynn Miles had done. It always seems funny having to mention your surnames all the way through this. But yeah, it's just wonderful to be able to talk to you today. It's wonderful that you're working together. Now, you're just back from Europe. Tell us a little bit about how that went. Uh, Miles here. Um, well, we did three weeks. We were in uh, England and Germany and the Netherlands. I think we did like 18 shows in 19 days or something because Hansen booked it and she's a maniac. <laughs> so um, it was exhausting, but... I thought we went over really well, and we um, we, got, we gained some uh, new audience members, and we had a good time playing the shows. So I should just ask, just to be absolutely clear, this won't be your breakup tour, will it? Well, we managed to survive the first tour without killing each other, so it's looking good right now. It, yeah. it, it was coming close, but to be honest, uh, Milesy, uh, she 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 kind of uh, she scares me a little bit. Uh, I'm I'm always afraid that if we actually do come to fifth bit the cuffs that she's going to go for my bad knee so it kind of keeps me in line knowing that uh you know that she could probably take me out in a moment uh, in a moment yeah i just have to glance at her knee and she knows yeah to fall in line yeah so working together was that just a natural thing for you you know you'd um you know helped out on albums over the years is this something maybe you talked about for several years before it actually came to fruition Oh no, absolutely not. I uh I just kidnapped Milesy and uh and dragged her uh to my house and said, "You can't leave until we write 10 songs together because I think it's a really good idea." Oh, and by the way, I've already booked a European tour, so you can't back out. Yeah, so Hanson literally booked the studio time and the tour before we'd written any songs. She was convinced that this would work, and we hadn't really like song as a duo together. We didn't even know if the blend was going to be okay or anything, but everything was in place, so we had to do it. So um, we would just sort of sit around, and, and we ended up writing 14 songs. We only needed 10, and the songwriting was really was really fun and really easy to do, and then we started working on the songs, and it all actually seemed to come together. So, you know, she pushed me, and, um, and we ended up with this uh, record that I'm very proud of. So we started off with Recipe for Disaster, which is a, a wonderful song, and I thought was kind of fun uh, knowing that you'd come together to make this album. Tell us a little bit about that song. Well, I think that was initially my idea. So the way that we did the record was we'd each bring whatever ideas we had floating around. We'd put those on the table, but then we also would come up with new ideas and write, that, write the song completely from start to finish. So Recipe for Disaster is kind of like this idea that I had for a while and I had, a, I had a bit of the chorus written, but I didn't know how to finish it. And I had a, one verse, I think. And so, so Lynn kind of saw the potential of it and, and came in and wrote some other verses and helped finish, round out the chorus. And then, and then when we were figuring out how to do it, I just really thought I wanted it to be like an Everly Brothers kind of a song where, and we want the Lynn's to kind of have a little bit of that where there's a lot of duo singing and really close harmonies. You know, almost like blood harmonies, as they call them, when siblings sing together. So that was like the first song that we really did that on it, really sort of came together really easily and quickly. And so that was sort of a very inspiring song for us to write, actually, because it was early on in the project. 
And I guess that from your point of view, you probably wanted to make sure that there was a clear distinction between, you know, you've, you've both got very successful solo careers. And I think coming together like this, it, you really wanted to make that statement, right? This is the Lins, this is a duo, you know, slightly different uh, music from what you'd have heard before. Yeah, and, and um, you know, we're basically on, we're on every song together as much as we can be, and that was part of the goal. And as much harmony singing and uh, duo singing as possible, and also with the songwriting, you know, 50% input in each song if possible, or, you know, however we get the song up. So that's actually been working. So it feels, this is Lynn Miles speaking, it does feel very different than what I do in my solo career. And and Hanson has sort of said, well, she said, you write pretty stuff and beautiful stuff. I write sort of more harder-edged, nastier stuff. And so when you bring those two together, and I'm more a melodic singer than she is. She's more of a caucus singer. And so we, and we have different grooves that we go to, and we have different chord progressions that we would naturally go to. So when you do a duo project like this, you're bringing all that together, and you're finding a place where it meets, and you're discovering new things. We each discovered new ways of, of chord progression, new ways of singing. So it's been a real a learning project, but also just like really fun and creative at the same time. I'd like to take a break with another song from the album. Now, you have Kevin Bright playing on this album. I'm absolute fan of everything he does with a stringed instrument. And I guess probably if he started playing piano. But tell me a little bit about having Kevin on the album, and then let's talk about Don't Look Down. Uh, well, I mean, having, having uh, Kevin in the room, um, he's just such a creative genius. It's magical to watch him work. I mean, he, he sort of sits down... The, the song is playing, and he's working out parts as he's sitting there, and he's working out parts that are going to work together in real time. And it's literally like one take through, one take through, but he's got the lyrics in front of him, and he's really relating to the song. So I think that the amazing thing about a guy like Kevin is, you know, technically he's so incredible and uh, musically just so advanced, but his ability to actually connect with the song is is so uh, deep. It, it's really, again, something like as a, as a singer-songwriter to, to watch somebody to be able to operate at that level on all those different fronts was just something uh, where I was just so glad that we were able to bring him in on this project because he did things to the song that I never, never would have imagined were possible. Don't Look Down, is that a song that you started, Lynn? That's more of a Lynn Hansen song, actually. I like the fact that Miles Lee thinks that every time you say Lynn, it's her. <laughs> Than you, so I've been hearing my name. I've heard my name more than you have. Yeah, <laughs> I just instantly go, "Okay, that's me." Yeah. yeah. Um, no, that, that actually that was a song. I don't look down. Was a song that Hanson brought. That's me. Um, brought into the project. It's funny because when sometimes when some of the songs that you know each one of us somebody had to start the song typically. When I when I brought that song in, Miles, uh, the first question she asked was, "Where did that song come from?" You know, really wanted to know what, what the inspiration behind the song was. And um, I think that's the kind of the thing that makes us write so well together is that we seem to be able to recognize where a song comes from. And so, again, I think that song certainly was started by me, but uh, we wrote it together and finished it together. And, uh... Let's play that just now. This is the Lins from their great new album, Heartbreak Song for the Radio. And this is Don't Look Down. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. 
walking in your sleep or did you call here did you get down on your knees or did you fall here never asked for help you were too down proud you lost your voice couldn't cry out loud dug a hole so deep couldn't hear me It's not far to fall if you don't look down. Don't have to sink too low before you drown. Takes a leap of faith to land on solid ground. It's not far to fall if you don't look down. Is littered with if only. And fighting with yourself can be so lonely. It's a special kind of hell when there's just tears in your wishing well. And the shadow of the sun stares at you coldly. It's not far to fall if you don't look. Don't have to sing too low before you drown. Takes a leap of faith to land on solid ground. It's not far for if you don't look down. That's the Lynns, Lynn Miles and Lynn Hansen together 
on Don't Look Down from their great new album, Heartbreak Song for the Radio. They're up in Sudbury just now, getting ready for their first gig of their Canadian tour. I'd like to spend a little time chatting about the album. Did you find it really easy to, to write the songs for the record? Yeah, I, I this is Miles speaking. Yeah, it, it went really quickly and really smoothly. You know, we didn't have a day where we just weren't feeling it, and if 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 we had a day that was a bit slow, by the end of the day, we'd be texting each other verses and choruses. And, you know, for me, the battle with songwriting is to find something to write about that, that feels fresh and, and that where, where you can actually say something that no one else would say. And so as soon as I come up with an idea, I sort of call it writing from the title, but if I can find an idea that just tweaks something... Then I'll, I can write the song. The writing of the song isn't really as hard as coming up with the concept and, and agreeing, especially if you're in a duo, agreeing on the concept, agreeing on, okay, where's the, where's the story going to go? What happens? What's going to happen to the protagonist? What's going to, you know, what is the emotion behind the song? That's the stuff that you sit in and talk about. But, you know, the actual writing of, you know, to write a chorus or a bridge, I find that's kind of actually even easier than the discussion. But the discussions are really fun, and it's investigation, which is a part of songwriting that I really love. I love to take my time and, and ring out a subject. So that's really fun. I think, too, uh, you know, we both love language, and it's a game. It's a game to be able to take something, an idea, and somehow be able to string a bunch of words together in a song form and, and make it work and paint an image and paint a picture um, and do it with language. And again, like Miles said, to be able to do it in a way that someone else hasn't done before. And so I think the fact that we both are, you know, both huge readers, we both have read massive numbers of books. And, uh, you know, um, my undergraduate was in, in English. And so I just love language so much. And so when it comes to writing, when you have this common, you know, a real, real uh, love for the, the work that you're playing with, uh, I think that probably makes the, our ability to write well together. It really, it really helps that process just because we both are kind of coming from the same place in terms of wanting to make sure that, you know, if you have five words and seven or eight syllables in a, in a, in a lyric, in, in, a, in a verse, you want to make sure that you're actually saying something with those few words that you have. And my answer I have a three-octave range, and I tell this when I'm teaching songwriting. Most modern songwriters write the melody with their voice. If you have a small range, your melody is going to be small. So we kind of have a luxury, because we're doing harmony and because I have a higher voice, that we can have bigger choruses and we can sort of punch things up because I can hit those notes. And that helps. Uh, that definitely helps for creating an earworm or something that people want to hear again. So tell us a little bit about the actual recording of the album. Uh, looking at the the players on it, there a lot of these people are people you've worked with before. Well, this is Miles here. Peter Van Alten, who's um, a drummer from Ottawa. I've worked with him probably for almost, I guess, twenty five years. I think he's played on all my albums, and I just think he's one of the best drummers in Canada. He's really solid. He's a great studio drummer. And he has really nice kits. He's got lots of kits. So if you want a certain sound, a certain kind of snare sound, you can get it. And Lynn's friend, Steve, played the bass. 
Yeah, Steve Clark from London, Ontario. He he um, he came in and played uh, upright and electric. And I've been working with Steve for a couple of years now, and he's just a, a he's a really great bass player, and he really knows his stuff. So um, I just thought he'd be a really good fit for this project because he's again he's he's got a lot of jazz chops, and so he's not limited in terms of what he can bring as far as ideas are, are are concerned. And because we were doing so much of the recording live off the floor, you really want to have musicians who are exceptional so that they can do it in real time and you don't have to go back and, and punch because when you're doing it to tape, it's really something that's really hard to do. So you really want to be able to capture that one take beginning to end and, and really nail it and everybody be able to play their parts. So you, you kind of need people that can play those parts. Yeah, and you want to sound like a cohesive band, you know, like you've been playing together for 20 years that's why there are some bands where you get the record, like a Pete Ed Mac record, they play together so much, or a Rolling Stones record, they play together so much, they know what the groove is with their eyes closed. And, you know, it's hard to get that feel with people you don't know, people you haven't played with very often. So I'm, I'm happy that, for me, that Peter was there because I've known him for so long, and he's kind of my, the drummer who taught me how to play with a drummer. So that was great for me and for and for Lynn's play with Steve, who she's been working with for a long time. And then we had Dave Dredd, who was our engineer, who did some keyboard work, but we also had um we had, uh, uh, Don Cummings come in and play some organ. Uh we had Keith Glass come in and play some guitar as well. And I've been playing with Keith for like twenty years. And the thing about it is too, is we recorded in this beautiful little studio that's there aren't any windows, and it's all red velvet and pictures of matadors, and, and then it, we recorded live to tape. So we felt like we were in a different city. And we felt like we were in this beautiful little velvet cocoon, and we were making this record, with, and everybody was in the same room, and we could all look at each other while we were playing. And it was just really, it was a really cool experience. Yeah, it sounds like you had lots of fun. Uh, you mentioned Fleetwood Mac, and I'd like to play a, another song from the album that has been suggested. It definitely does have a Fleetwood Mac feel to it. Uh, that's Blue Tattoo. Tell us a little bit about that song. Well, it's interesting because I read somewhere that Lindsey Buckingham has been fired from Fleetwood Mac, and I just if he's listening, I'd just like to invite him to come and play with the Lins. He's <laughs> one of my favorite guitar players. And he, his name is Lindsey, so <laughs> yes. he, he does qualify. <laughs> So that song was, that was a, a Lynn idea, a Lynn Hansen idea, but we also, I think the chorus, but I sort of came up with the chorus, I loved the words blue tattoo, like you don't, you can never sing a consonant, you can only sing a vowel, and if you want to sustain a note, you can really only sustain a vowel, that's why blue tattoo works, you know, if it was um, uh, blue porch, it wouldn't work. But it's beautiful. Those two words together work so well, and so I wanted them to sustain. And it was from Lynn's experience of getting... Lynn actually has tattoos. I don't have tattoos because I change my mind every few seconds, so I can't decide on anything, but she has tattoos. So. And what was cool was, uh, you know, we had these lyrics, and, and so uh, Miles said, you know, well, what's the song actually about? And I said, well, like, it's about a tattoo. And she goes, well, well, then... It should be blue tattoo, and that's. It was funny because again, for me, a lot of the times when I'm writing my own songs alone, I'll start with a chorus. But when when we write, Lynn and I, Miles and I write together, we don't always start with a chorus. It's a different process for me, so we might actually start with a verse. And I think in this particular case, we had a chorus, and then the chorus became the verse, and then there was no chorus, and then it was to come up with a chorus, 
and it became something as simple as to say, well, what's the song really about? And that became, you know, that thing that's repeated throughout, which I, I absolutely loved. I thought, man, that is exactly the right idea, simply because the song itself, the process of that character getting the tattoo, it's almost, it's so repetitive in the chorus, but it's like if you're sitting in that chair and that needle's going over your skin for an hour. It's just, it was really cool for me to, to have it sort of transform that way. Let's play that just now. This is The Lins with Blue Tattoo from their great new album, Heartbreak Song for the Radio. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall.
That's the lens with Blue Tattoo from their great new album, Heartbreak Song for the Radio. Lynn Miles and Lynn Hansen are our special guests on Folk Roots Radio today. They're actually up in Sudbury getting ready for their first gig on their Canadian tour. They're just back from Europe. So tell us a little bit about the tour. What can people expect when they come out to the Canadian dates? Well, this is Lynn Miles here. Um, so it's both of us singing the songs from the record, and we also do some songs from our own our own uh, catalog. But we, we join each other on, on the songs. But here's the interesting thing is that, um, so Kevin Bright, who's like a world-class guitar player, plays on our record. And Lynn decided, Lynn Hansen decided she's going to be an electric guitar player, so she has this beautiful Gretsch guitar. And seriously, since she's been sort of practicing on it since, I don't know, September maybe, and uh, it's now April, and she is, she, and we, she, we sent an email to Kevin to tell him this, that he's actually learning his parts. And so she's actually playing some of his parts in the song. So that's what that's what you're gonna see. <laughs> so you would see like all all the duo singing and the songs and then Lynn doing this guitar thing, which is amazing to me. And then sometimes we laugh, sometimes we cry. <laughs> so it sounds like you have lots of fun on stage then. Oh yeah, we have a great time. Oh, yeah, it's fun. Okay. I mean we always think like you work so hard to get on stage. there's so much work. It takes you know, we drove six hours in the snow today. And then we're going to go play. So if you can't have a good time on stage, then what is the point, really? Because, you know, it's, that's sort of like the jewel at the end of the evening. So, yeah, we, I love being on stage. And, I, and I, I have to admit, too, like it's like I've fronted lots of bands. I've had lots of other people on stage with me. But there's something really cool about um, being in a duo where, you know, we're both sharing that front person role, but also I'm touring with like my best friend in the entire world. So it's really cool to also be on the road with somebody who's your friend and has been a friend for a long time. And my joke would be like, who else is on tour with us, Lynn? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> is there somebody else in the car? <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, that's very sweet. <laughs> Well, it sounds like you're getting warmed up for the show tonight. So you're on tour. You've got gigs. I think you're coming through a lot of the the big places. You're at the Moonshine Cafe on Wednesday, April the 18th. Silence in Guelph on Thursday, April the 19th. And then the Burdock in Toronto on April the 20th. And you probably have a CD release show in Ottawa, do you? Yes, we've got a fantastic one. We are doing two nights at the National Arts Centre on the 26th and 27th. I believe the 25th is sold out, and the 27th is almost sold out. It's a, that's a matinee show. but So, yeah, we're very excited about that. And that's in May, right? Yeah, end of May. Yeah, yeah end of May. And you're also appearing at Winnipeg Folk Festival this year. You must be excited yeah. about that. Yeah, I and we're Yeah, and we're also being mentors to young performers when we're there. So that's exciting, too. Yeah, Lynn Hansen gets to correct the other <laughs> Lynn Miles will try to repair the damage that Hansen does. Exactly. <laughs> Where do you see the long term in this project? I mean, is this make the album, tour the album, go back and do your solo stuff? I mean, do you see that, you know, you'll be getting together to record another album a little later? I suspect we'll just eventually end up in jail. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll, then we'll write a prison record, and it'll be great. No, I, I mean, we're already kind of writing songs just organically, we never, we didn't discuss it, but we're now writing songs again for, who knows, for maybe, I guess, another record, because we just keep writing songs, so 
And we have stuff booked through 2019, so I have this feeling we're going to have another record yeah, coming up before, yeah. before soon. Yeah. yeah, we're already booking into, well, almost 2020 Almost now. 2020, yeah. So, yeah. That's exciting. So, we'll be on tour. No, that's wonderful. Well, look, it's been great to talk to you today. If people want to learn more about the Lins, how can they do that? Well, the best thing to do is to go check out our website, uh, thelins.com. And uh, you can find us on Facebook. They can find us on Twitter. They can find us on Instagram. Really, we're all over the place. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm really looking forward to catching you on tour. Two fabulous singer-songwriters, Lynn Miles and Lynn Hansen, coming together as the Lins. We only have one thing left to do, and that's play the final song, which I thought should be the title track from the album Heartbreak Song for the Radio. Tell us a little bit about this song. Uh, well, this is, uh, this is Hanson. Uh, this is a song that I brought in, and uh, I was actually messing around with my Gretsch guitar, my electric guitar, and you pl- I find I write differently when I'm on an electric guitar than acoustic, and uh, it's much, much more spacey, sort of airy kind of thing, and the, the melody was a little bit more spacious. And uh, I just kind of envisioned this this thing where, uh, you know, this character was was just so so sad that this this other you know this person is lover that it's just not working out and so when i when i brought this song into the lens the idea the sort of the, the the first verse and the chorus idea miles had the brilliant idea to say like why don't we have this song be about actually writing the song so heartbreak song for the radio and uh so that the, the song ended up really reflecting the, the, the fact that, uh, you know, the, the, the protagonist in, in the song is, is the actual songwriter, which I have never done before. I've always sort of stayed away from that. So it's another really great example where we have a song that I never would have created on my own, and it was only because the two of us were working together that we were able to come up with this song. Well, that's awesome. It's been great to chat with you today. Lynn Miles and Lynn Hansen, they are the Lynns. They're on tour in Canada this spring. Check them out online at thelins.com. And this is the title track from their debut album as a duo, Heartbreak Song for the Radio. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. And thanks again, you guys. Have a great tour. Jan, thanks, thanks, for, thanks for doing that. I took your love and wrote a heartbreak song for the radio. No push, no shove, I'm not giving up, I'm letting go Roller coaster ride with you I'm done with all the highs and lows I took your love and wrote a heartbreak song for the radio I built a wall so high, as high as the eye could see Waited on the grass just to see how high you climb for me I watched your paws hurt your feet crush the broken glass so careless with my heart you would never mind if I had to ask I took your love and wrote a heartbreak song for the radio no push no shove I'm not So
everything Please for all your sins Confessing all your might have been I, I took your words Stumbled strong and hung alone And until they spelled out The words sad is broken So